Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hi guys, welcome back. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about COVID. Um, We're coming up almost on the one-year mark of when we heard we just need to shut down for two weeks, and after 14 days, everything will be back to normal. Um, And here we are almost exactly a year later. So we wanted to do an episode to touch on the effects of COVID within our households. Um, So not not really bonus parent related, um, but just parenting. Um, If you don't have children, then just about coping and living and working in the same environment uh, with your partner over the last year with really no end in sight. Yeah, it's so crazy to think back that it's been almost a year. Like you said, like we all thought it would be two weeks. Well, we were all fooled to think it would actually be two weeks. And here we are a year later, still at home. (laughs) It's so crazy to think about. I mean, it's almost a year ago that I was in California when we all went to brunch and asked you girls to be like bridesmaids. And, you know, that trip, I literally made it back like a week and a half before everything shut down. So it's crazy to think that that, you know, I think I actually flew out at like the last day or two of February last year. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that. That was literally like right before the world shut down. (laughs) Yeah. It's when like, you know, we first started getting information about this virus, but it was only like in Asia at the time and slowly going to the UK, but there hadn't been any like real confirmed cases yet in the U S. So I remember I was on my flight to LA and like, there were a few people wearing masks. And in my head, I'm like, masks aren't going to do anything because that's just, you know, we didn't know anything at the time, but I was the fool on that one. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, we were all fooled. Like I remember leaving work that Friday and being, everyone's like, yeah, two week break. Like, I'm like, I'm going to clean out my closet. I'm going to clean out my kitchen. I'm going to do that. Like I had all these projects that I've been wanting to do. And I was like, great. I got two weeks to do it. And then I did it. It was great. And then I'm like, okay, now what? Like, I'm bored. I'm ready to go back. And then, of course, like a week later, I, they send me a computer and I'm working from home. So it's crazy that it's come a full year later. And now this is the new norm in a way. Right. Like, I definitely think of, you know, things around the house that I need to do. Like, if I look down the hallway, I can see into my bedroom and there's a pile of laundry that needs to get done. Whereas, you know, with this two weeks, I remember we were texting and like sharing our lists with each other. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to try that now. You know, it was so exciting to just have a free two weeks off of work to get caught up on everything. And now it was, now it's like, all right, this is the new normal. Like my laundry can sit there for a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't need jeans to wear to work anymore. I just need leggings to wear like down the hallway, you know, like it's changed on our priorities on what we wear now too. So it's like your laundry is based off of like, how many leggings do I have left now instead of like jeans? (laughs) 
Exactly. And I had no idea things were going to shut down. I mean, in Hawaii, like cases have always been really minimal, but I left for work. I normally have the weekends off and it was just like a normal Friday. Like, all right, see you guys on Monday. And then on Saturday, I get a call from my boss and she's like, all right, so today's the last day the store's open for two weeks. (laughs) I'm like, what? Yeah. So even my managers who worked earlier that day on Saturday had no idea. It's it was so crazy. like the closing team to shut it down for two weeks. It was crazy. I know. It's so crazy to look back on it all. And I mean, there's been like pros and cons to it all. Like, I'm glad we've had this awesome family time that we wouldn't normally get, you know, like I commute to work and it's about an hour each way without traffic. And with traffic, like in LA, anyone knows it like doubles. So like getting home from work, sometimes it want to be till like seven o'clock at night and it's like rush to eat dinner, then bedtime. Then I don't even see E in the mornings because I leave before he wakes up for work again. So it's like, I only get like an hour of time with him. So at the start of it all, I was loving having this family time and spending time with him and school was shut down for two weeks, but then they started doing the virtual, but it was only, he was only on the computer with his teacher at that time for an hour a day. That was it. And then it was just like online activities and fun activities. So he still had like all day to himself to do whatever. And like, we would go on walks all the time or hiking. Cause my work schedule at the time was still figuring out the work from home. So it wasn't like I need to be at my computer 24 seven. So it was like, we had time to do PE and go outside for hikes or walks around the neighborhood or bike rides or this or that. And now it's like pulling teeth to get him out of the house. You know, it's like, it's crazy how it kind of like flipped and reversed, but there's been pros and cons to it all. Like I said, having that family time has been great and I'll cherish that. But then there's definitely been those struggles too, where it's like, I need a break. I need everyone. I need my me time. I need to escape, but you can't escape anywhere. Right. And I mean, how was it for you since Dave was also working from home? The funny thing with Dave is his work actually shut down one week after me and E were shut down. So it was me and E for that first week together And then Dave's work finally shut down. And then over the summer, when things started opening up again here in California, his boss wanted people to come back in the office. Dave started going in on the days we didn't have E. And so that way, when he was here, E was here, I was here, and we could tag team the situation with with E and school and whatever, especially with school starting back up or in the summer when he's home all day and we're trying to work. Um, so at first it was a good balance, but there's definitely those moments of learning to work with, you know, your spouse that gets hard. And there's times where, especially for my work, it's, I do a lot on the computer where I need to listen to things. And for a while, my headset wouldn't, or my headphones wouldn't work with my computer. So I had to use the computer audio and there's times where he would try and talk to me while I'm trying to watch something and focus in on something. And I'm like, nah, leave me alone. Stop talking. Why are you talking? You know, I would get frustrated. I know it sounds so silly, but I would get so focused and into what I need to do for work. And then he would talk to me and I'd get so annoyed that he's like interrupting. I'm like pausing. I'm like, don't you see, I'm trying to focus and watch this and you know, all that. But um, having that break though, on the days he wasn't here was nice, but he actually just got a new job where he's working from home permanently. So um, yeah, so he got this new job. It's been great. It's the same recruiting stuff that he's been doing, but this company's only work from home and that's how they've always ever been. And so transitioning into that was actually easy for him since he's been working like half from home since everything started. 
And then like, there'd be days even when we didn't have E where he was like, I'm not going in. Like, I don't know where my coworkers have been, yada, yada, yada. You know, his, his boss couldn't really force him to come in, but his boss was like really old school. So he's, he's happier to get out of that environment. And so now we're trying to figure out the permanent (laughs) work from home situation with each other on top of going through a home renovation, which I haven't talked about yet, but we're also going through a home renovation right now. We have no kitchen, no living room. We're literally living between our bedroom, East bedroom and our spare bedroom, which has been our office during this whole time. And that's been fun too, because not only are we all home all the time, but we're like confined to a very small space on top of each other. So that's been fun too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. And I mean, none of us had any way to like prep for this. Um, I mean, unless you're someone who's worked at home for a long time before COVID, you know, and you've been able to navigate running the household, dealing with children, your spouse, or if you're not married, like partner, if you don't have children, um, you've been able to school. Yeah. You've been able to figure out your own balance with it. And then now all of us are just scrambling, trying to figure it out, you know, teachers not knowing what platforms they're going to be teaching on. And for us, um, when O finished out, you know, his spring semester last year, we weren't doing meetings with the teacher like you guys were. It was just, all right, this is what is online for us to do this week. And I would let him pick, you know, like, hey, are you in the mood to do schoolwork today or not? And if, you know, he kind of came into his own routine where Mondays we would try to get as much schoolwork done as possible. So that way by Thursday or Friday, we didn't really have any schoolwork to do. So that way we could start the weekend early and go to the beach, which was great. Um, And it really gave him that flexibility of, okay, you know, today I'm not really feeling like doing a lot of schoolwork, but tomorrow I'll make up for it. Or, well, I did a bunch yesterday so I can have an easier day today. And then going into the fall semester where they had to sit in front of the computer for three hours a day and they had the work that they actually had to do. Like that was a whole different type of transition. Totally. It was, yeah, that was a hard transition for us too. Um, But for you, like when you transitioned to being at home, like with your job, you couldn't work from home. So you were at home full time with, O doing school, doing activities, keeping them entertained. Like that's a lot for you and not having, like a work outlet or any kind of outlet either. It was so difficult for me. And I would be lying if I said that it still isn't difficult. Um, Yeah, my job, I worked in retail management. So that's not a job that you can bring home. Um, So our company, you know, did like the furloughs and everything, kept us on payroll through it all. And then once things started to open back up, I actually took a leave of absence because schools weren't open in person. Childcare wasn't available. Colby's active duty. And, you know, he had to go to work. You know, they're considered essential. They didn't, they didn't get to experience really any of this COVID home life that we've had to adapt to. Um, So it was a really big change for me where I went from working full-time, having a career since I graduated from college to now I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. And it was really, really hard for me. And it still is to your point, like needing that outlet, needing to get away from the house, um, needing to get away from, you know, I love, oh, 
but just having that other outlet for myself and getting away from everyone and everything home life related where I can do my thing professionally and have that separation of my professional life and my home life. And I'm still struggling, honestly, with the adjustment to that. Um, I've been super open about um, just my take on, you know, having children, like it's not something that I have specifically wanted, um, but our situation worked out and it's been great. And then now for me to have to kind of like adjust who I am as a person to become this stay-at-home mom has been really challenging because being a stay-at-home mom was something that I never wanted. Um, I realize this probably sounds a lot worse than how I'm intending it for it to sound. Um, but I always knew that if I did decide to have children, that I wouldn't be a stay-at-home mom. I would stay home, you know, while like the baby is a baby. And, you know, as soon as they're able to go into, you know, a preschool program, that that's when I would go back to work. So I would try really hard to make it for those first, you know, two to three years as a stay at home mom. But I knew that I would still have to work while being a stay at home mom, if that makes sense. So whether it was like doing something part time or having a career where I could work from home, um, I can't just be a stay at home mom, period. Yeah. Um, I need, I would need to be a stay at home mom with um, a job or going back to school or having another outlet. And I really give a lot of credit to, you know, women who are stay at home moms, because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of selfless work where everything you're doing is for other people and not yourself. Totally. Um, and that, that's been a really really big adjustment. Like for you, it was exciting at the beginning for me also. And then it just gets to a point where it's like, all right. It gets to a point where it's repetition is what it is. And like, even working from home, like, yeah, I have that outlet with work, but then there's days where it's like work is stressful and then home life is stressful and you can't escape either, you know, cause you're doing home and work in the same place. So like there's like, I love working from a home only mostly because of the fact that I don't have to commute anymore. Like I spent an hour to two hours plus in my car every day. And now I don't have to do that. So I like working from home in that aspect, but there is, there is no like balance between the two t- either. Like sometimes I'm still answering emails at like eight, nine o'clock when I never used to. Um, so there's that issue too. But then, like I said before, there's no escape from either one. Like you come home to escape work and then you go to work to escape home, you know, like now both are in the same place. So it's like, where do you escape to on top of, you can't go anywhere, especially at the start of this, like you literally could not go anywhere. And I remember there was one time where it was a stressful day with E there was like major attitude, major, this and that wasn't listening, having trouble with him. Work was also like a crappy day. Dave and I got into an argument, which like, I'm sure everyone can relate. And I just got to the point where I like called Vanessa, who we had on the podcast. I was like, I need to come over. Like, I need to see someone. I need to escape and I need to get out. Are you okay with that? And she's like, yeah, come on over. So like, I went over to her house and we had some drinks because it just got to the point where I felt like I was going to explode. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because you don't have your normal outlets of, like I said, you go to work to escape home. You go home to escape work. Like you don't have those outlets anymore and you just need to get out and breathe. Like you're, you feel trapped in a way with everything going on. Right. And I think 
so many people, if not everyone, um, can relate to that. Like, it's really difficult and you almost feel bad saying that you need to escape. Like I've had my moments where, you know, Colby will come home and I'm like, I just need to be left alone. And he's like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I just, I need to be by myself for a little bit, you know, but then he just came home from work. And so I feel bad and I want to spend time with him. But I also know that I've just been home all day figuring things out with O and I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of engaging. I just want peace and quiet, but then you feel bad. Mm-hmm. You do. You, know? I know. You, totally. you, don't want that. you don't want to feel like they upset you. Like they didn't do anything. You just don't have an escape right now. And like that's been something that I've been trying to work on, you know, saying no and saying, okay, you boys go do something. You guys go to the beach. I just really want to sit at home in silence or yeah, let's go to the beach as a family, but don't talk to me. Like pretend I'm not there. No, totally. Like even last week when Dave took E back to his mom's, I was like so excited because then Dave was going to the gym after because gyms opened back up and then E was leaving. I'm like, I can sit. And also I don't have a living room again. So I literally just sat in my bed, watched mindless TV and drank wine. And I was by myself and I was just like, it was the best little Friday night ever, you know, like it was so great to me, but it's true that like you feel bad having those moments, but then it's all needed. Like we all need it for our mental health and our mental well being. on top of like, if we're not okay, then we can't help make our family okay, in a sense. And like, we shouldn't have to feel guilty about that. Right. And it's something that so many people are facing. Um, I, I think I've mentioned it um, before in another episode, but I started school again um, in January. I started a master's program. Um, so I'm actually getting my master's degree in social work, which is really exciting. Um, it's been something that I've been wanting to do since we graduated from college eight years ago. And, you know, retail management just took me all around and had a great time, but COVID was essentially what like kicked my butt in the gear with it. You know, like I have the time to apply to schools. I have the, the time to do the research, to apply for scholarships, to do all the things that I needed to do to get myself back to school. Um, so on one hand, I'm super, you know, I guess thankful is probably like a weird word to say, but like, I'm thankful that COVID happened and motivated me that sounds really bad because I know a lot of people have like lost loved ones and who've like gone through a lot of um, challenges, whether it's like financial or with family, with like healthcare, mental health, there's an array of things. Um, But I think it definitely like slowed me down and brought me back to something that I wanted to do. And we've been like heavily discussing impacts of mental health because of COVID and the importance of self-care right now. Um, it's such a, you know, trendy topic right now. You can go on social media and it's all about like self-care, self-love, do, do you, do what makes you happy. And I really think that needs to be stressed because to your point, Shay, like you can only make your family as good as you're feeling. And as moms, you know, the boys, meaning E&O, look up to us and Colby and Dave look to us as well. And it's really important for us to take that moment and kick them out of the house to sit in bed and watch reality TV with wine or to go to the beach in silence. Um, 
it's really important. And um, I mean, for me being back in school, it's been hard because I'm doing school from home. So it's like working from home and it just never stops. Like I'm constantly doing schoolwork or if I'm not doing schoolwork, if I'm making dinner, I'm like, okay, this is 40 minutes. I could be spending on my paper, but I'm making dinner instead. It's just like a mind shift that I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing with work as well. No, it's, it's a huge mind shift. It's figuring out the balance, especially like, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is like your work life and your home life kind of blend together. And it's like, well, I need to cook dinner for my family. And then I got people texting me because I'm not responding to email. And it's like, I'm trying to feed my child and my husband here, you know, like I can't respond to an email 24 seven, or I'm doing schoolwork with E cause you know, Dave's in the office at the time or whatever it may be. Like, I remember there was one day where one of my supervisors called me and we were talking about something and she's a mom and she gets in her and I've talked this whole time about like mom life and work life and COVID life. And then, um, I was, she called and I was trying to, we were talking about something and then E needed help with school and you know, we're on a time crunch. So I was like, can I call you back? Like, I need to figure this out with E like he can't log on to zoom. Cause that's like, you know, he had to be on in like five minutes. She's like, yeah, 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 no problem. It's fine. Call me back whenever you need to, you know? So luckily there are people that do understand, but then there's other people who may not have like kids that are working from home. And it's like, why aren't you answering my email? And it's like, I'm trying to get my kid logged on to school right now. Like you can't wait 10 minutes. So there's been like frustrations. I know on that end, at least for me, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate when it comes to work life and parent life while at home. But I feel like too, like, I will have to say through all of this, like, E's been very, very good. Like, they talk about kids being resilient, and I think this has proven it, at least for us in our case. And I know O's been pretty good for you, too, so I would have to say that he's he's the same. And we haven't had, like, a lot of struggles than the typical, like, kid struggles of not wanting to do something or attitude or this or that, or starting to lie, like it's typical kid stuff, but I do feel like it's amplified a little bit with the being home, you know, like they're kind of, they're bored probably at home too. And they're probably tired of us when we're tired of them, you know? So some behavioral issues might come out more common than others, or it's like I said, it's amplified a little bit. Um, But as far as like, being with E, like he's had his moments. Yes, but he's actually been really good through this whole time. And I couldn't be more proud of him. Yeah, I completely agree. I know that there are some families out there who are having a really difficult time um, with it. You know, they can't meet the needs that their kids have. Maybe their kids um, have learning disabilities and they're also working full time from home. So I definitely, um, you know, empathize with families who are going through a really challenging time with it while trying to do distance learning and, you know, manage home life and work life all in one place. Um, But similar to E, like, oh, has been extremely resilient throughout all of this. And it just really shows how flexible children are and how, how fluid things can be for them. And as long as we're holding it down, they seem to thrive. You know, so that's where I was going before with like the importance of self-care and putting on this front almost to the kids. Like, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay, even though you're melting inside, because this is all they know. And they're looking to us as the parents for that strength. And that ultimately like builds resilience within them, you know, um, 
so I, that's just been something that I've noticed with e, or with O. <laughs> While I'm having a hard day, the days that I do put down that front a little bit and let him see some of that, I notice those are days where he, um, it's actually like flipped. Like sometimes he'll be like, so, so good, like, and so helpful, you know, like he sees that I'm having a hard day, you know, managing school, his distance learning and making dinner, everything, especially because Colby's deployed right now. Like, you know, it's just me. And there are days where he is just like overly helpful and just so on board with whatever I need. But then other days he stoops to my level and gets whiny about it because I'm whining about it. You know, like that's not okay either, but we're only human. And I've recognized that in those moments where I want to get like whiny and start complaining about things that I just need to hold it together for a little bit until I'm able to escape, so to speak, and feel my feelings, let me have my feelings, but away from him. Yeah. No, you make a really good point with that because like kids do, do feed off of us, especially like with it only being us at home with them, like they're going to feed off of us no matter what. So you make a really good point with that. Like looking back on it, I'm sure like there's days where E has been whiny and not listening. And that might be because like me or Dave were already frustrated because of we got into an argument or work is driving us nuts or whatever it may be, you know, so they're going to feed off of it too. Um, I do... like switching gears a little bit, like how have you maintained like keeping O entertained during all of this? Cause like for us, like E's really gotten into video games during this whole pandemic when he never really was a big video game person. And we've tried to like minimize that as much as possible. So he's not on the screen, you know, 20 million hours a day. But then the other side of it too, is like, he's able to communicate with his friends by playing Fortnite or Roblox, like they can interact with each other. So he needs that socialization on top of it. But then it's like, that's all he ever wants to do. Like I said earlier, like getting him to go outside is a struggle now because all he wants to do is play video games. And it's like, what have you done with O to kind of help entertain him a little bit? So at the beginning of all of this, um, so I guess last spring, um, I was super engaging with him. You know, we would do schoolwork together. Like I would literally sit at the table with him and do schoolwork with him. Um, We would do a lot of like arts and crafts and coloring. And, you know, we'd go to the beach like every other day. And, you know, I was really engaged. And then as time went on, my engagement (laughs) started to drop. Totally. Um, I think that was everyone. Like everyone was engaged at the beginning. And then I I agree. I've done the same thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, around summertime, you know, still, still pretty engaged, not as engaged as I was in the spring. And that's where um, he actually had surgery over summer in July. And that is honestly the first time we've introduced like a Game Boy to him. So he would, you know, play on Colby's PS4 with him and the Xbox, but it was mainly, oh, like watching. And I mean, Colby would only play video games like Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. you know? So I was getting it for maybe like an hour, two hours on a Saturday, you know, at the beginning of all of this. And even pre COVID like video games were never like huge for him. And we didn't do like iPad. We don't do like screen time with him. Really. It would be like a family movie for the weekend. 
and then a little bit of video games, but we were always outside. So he didn't really have that drive for screen time last spring. And then with his surgery, gave him a Game Boy. So that way when he was recovering, you know, he had something to sit on the couch with, you know, for the, the two weeks of recovery. Um, and I'm trying to think like what happened after that, you know, then we go into fall and he was doing, you know, schoolwork and schoolwork was honestly taking up a lot of time. He had to be on the computer three hours a day and their initial schedule was 8 a.m. on the computer, then 9 a.m. on the computer, and then he would have to hop back on at 1 p.m. So each of those were for like an hour increments. So his break in between, he would be doing his schoolwork, and then he'd be online from 1 to 2, and typically his schoolwork was done by that time. So, you know, if he asked me like, Hey, is it okay if I play my Game Boy for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Like play it, put a timer on for an hour and then we would go outside. Or if he didn't ask for it, I wouldn't bring it up and I wouldn't bring up the TV either. Um, we started doing like video, not video games, board games (laughs) together. Um, like he can play Monopoly completely by himself now. Well, not like by himself but in a love playing yeah. it but he can play it with other people and know what's going on know how to count the money um so we spent a lot oh and scrabble like that killed a lot of time we played so, a lot of life yeah get it yeah so <laughs> we were doing a lot of entertaining um with games and being outside really and school like i said took up a lot of time like typically we weren't done with school until 3 p.m. Yeah, And by then it was like, all right, go play outside for a little bit. Or like I said, if he asks for his Game Boy, he can play it. So for us, like we try to keep screen time like as minimal as possible. Um, See, that was kind of the same for us before this whole thing started is, is he had an iPad, but he would only really watch like YouTube on it or play like those little Apple games, you know? Like the little, I don't know what they're called, like the little gem games where you move them around and they go, you know, like those little mindless games. Or he would play like Lego, um, a Lego game on the Xbox, but that wasn't very often either. And it wasn't until this pandemic when Fortnite started or he would play Minecraft. He was really big into Minecraft, too. But we would always limit those like an hour a day or whatever, two hours on the weekend, whatever. we did. I honestly don't even remember what we did, but we limited them. But then his cousin got into Fortnite and would talk to E about Fortnite all the time. So then E wanted to try Fortnite. And so during the pandemic, we're like, okay, that's fine. You can try it because, you know, he was in school. He was on the computer with his teacher for an hour a day. That was it. And then he had these little assignments, but then Dave and I were still working too. And so like we would engage as much as we could, but also work. Like I said, we'd go on our walks when we could take a break from work or a hike or this or that. But then it got to the point where like we couldn't take those breaks because it got too insane and you got used work kind of like figured out how to work from home. And then so then we let him do the the video games in Fortnite. And then it turned out great because he would talk to his cousin in that way because he couldn't see his cousin at the time. And then um, people he knew through his cousin, like his cousin's friends would play, too. So he got that interaction that way, which was great. But now this kid's like hooked on video games and it's like all he ever wants to do. And then we try and limit it. But then we're like also working at the same time. We're like, well, go read a book or go play with the dogs outside. Go do this, go do that. And it's like, 
no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to. And it's like, well, sorry, like you can sit in your room and be bored. Like, you know, and if, if I'm able to walk away from, from work, I'll go in the backyard with him or whatever. But like I said earlier, like going outside is like pulling teeth now. But so we've struggled in that sense because of the fact that like, we can't always be engaging still with working from home. Like we have our moments where we can be engaging. And then with school, when school started in the fall, he would have to be on zoom from 12 to three, but then he had all these assignments he had to do before that. So then all video games and everything, he wasn't allowed to start until three o'clock when he got off zoom. And now it's the same thing with school. He can't start until three o'clock when he gets home from school. Um, now that he goes in person. And so, but even then we limit it to an hour and then it's still like, well, what do I do now? But normally by then Dave and I are done with work. So that kind of works out where we can focus on him, go on a walk, go play a game, watch a movie, whatever it is. And so it's kind of worked to our favor since the fall started in that sense. Um, since by the time he's done with school, he gets his hour of game time after that. And then by that time, Dave and I are kind of wrapping up work, give or take. So we've been lucky in that sense, but at the start of it, it was like, that's all he ever wanted to do. So it was like pulling teeth to get him off of it. And then us trying to engage while working at the same time. Yeah. We haven't had to go through that, like knock on wood. Um, but I know that like that would be shut down so fast with Colby. <laughs> if Oliver ever said, well, no, I don't want to, I want to do my game instead. Like Colby would be like, all right, then I'm throwing it in the trash. Like, and that's it. And like Colby would actually do it, you know? <laughs> um, so one thing that's been really good too, like so helpful. I know I've talked about this in other episodes. Like he's just so helpful and wants to be wherever I am, wants to be wherever Colby is. And while that's great, it can be like a little much at times. So we really like capitalized on that. And we've given him a lot of um, like responsibilities to help take up some of that time. Um, whether it's, you know, we have a cat and the cat is his responsibility. Like the cat is his animal. And so whether it's, you know, all right, Oh, you, you know, before you, you know, play your dress up ninja game. Cause he's really into being a ninja right now. And he has like ninja Spider-Man flash costumes that he like puts together and like literally runs through the house, like a ninja man. Yeah. Um, before it. you, before you do that, you know, we need to go through like, is your room clean? Is your laundry where it's supposed to be? Is any of your laundry clean and in the dryer for you to put away? Um, have you fed the cat? Is her litter box clean? You know, like we have this checklist where he knows like to not ask us for any type of TV or video games until all of that's done. And then now that he's in school with his homework, okay, we come home from school and he does kitty litter and then he takes a shower. Yeah. And, you know, by then it's like, okay, well, we need to check your homework. We need to do some of your online reading that you have to do. And the way that I have it structured, like he doesn't really have any downtime once he's home from school until like five o'clock. And I try to have dinner on the table by 5.30. So even if he does ask me to play his video games, like at that point, I'll say yes if everything's done. But I know it's only going to be for like a half an hour. Yeah. And we kind of have this rule that like there's no video games on school nights. So he's really good about like not asking for it. Um, yeah. So we have like, especially during the summer, we did like a chore list. And so like, 
before any video games after school is done, he had to do all his chores and that he still has to do that now, but it's kind of tied in with the school routine where you wake up, you brush your teeth, you make your bed, you get dressed, you do your schoolwork. Um, on certain days I have him clean his bathroom either before he leaves to go to in-person school or when he gets back. And that's before video games too. It just kind of depends on how much schoolwork he has that day and if he's able to like do it or not, but he's got, you know, those, those chores as well, but we've kind of incorporated it with his routines and he doesn't have to be at school at 8am like he used to, you know? So it's kind of a routine with his schoolwork too. And luckily like he doesn't have so much schoolwork where he like can't get anything done. Like his teachers are really good about the, the amount of work that they give him, but it's definitely more like the after school thing. But like I said, like him being home by three fifteen and playing for an hour until Dave and I can wrap up it's kind of, it's been better for us because then we can do be engaging with him than what it was like in the spring semester when it was like barely anything and we're trying to work and this and that, but he, he has been like super helpful too. Like, especially when I'm doing like interviews for work and everything, like he's been like, do you need anything before like me and daddy leave the room? Like, do you want water? Or, you know, like he's been really helpful in that sense or like, Hey, I need to do an interview. Like I need you to leave. And he's like, okay, cool. And shuts the door. There was like one issue we had last week where he like, didn't want to leave the room. And I'm like, dude, come on, like get out. You know, like he was like, gosh, dang it. Nah, nah, you know, like had a whole attitude about it. And Dave handled it. Cause I had to do my interview, but otherwise he's been like super helpful and, and been fine with that. But, and I think, I think having this fall semester and having more of a routine with school and online assignments and us and work, like we have the routine down versus in the spring semester, it was like a free for all, you know, cause no one knew what they were doing. So it was just yeah. like free for all. Now we have a routine. So it's helped a lot more than the free for all spring semester that we had. Yeah, I feel like for us, fall was like almost harder, like summer and fall was harder because at the springtime, like everything was new and exciting. And it was like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. We can do this. And then after like two months of it, you like worn out all of those things. And then it's like a, like a struggle to find something new to do. And then with their school schedule that they had in the fall, like I said, you know, he had to be online at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and 1 p.m., and school would take up until about 3 p.m., which was great because I didn't have to worry about what were we going to do until then, but then three to four rolls around, and it's like, all right, well, we still have like two to three hours until dinner time. What are we going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> and that was hard. Um But now, you know, he's back in school full time, which is great, like goes to school at 8 a.m., um, and school gets out at 2 p.m. And I was going through a really hard time with picking him up at two o'clock because like I mentioned, I'm back in school as well. And by the time I would be done with my classes, they're starting to get into the groove of like my homework or a paper that I'm writing. I look down and it's time to go get him. So the first few weeks of going back to school was really hard because, okay, I pick him up from school, bring him home, but I still need to be in my office, leaving him by himself. I don't want him outside where I can't supervise him. Like that was incredibly hard for me. And I was granting more um, like video game time or like, hey, go, I'm going to be in class for two hours. Like go watch the magic school bus, knock yourself out. And I felt so horrible about doing that you know, like it doesn't feel good. And then finally after school program opened up at his school and I got him enrolled right away. (laughs) And 
And that's been such a game changer because he's getting that enrichment. He's getting that interaction that quite frankly, like I can't provide right now because I have my own work that I need to do with school. So I feel less guilty that he's in an environment where again, he's getting that enrichment engagement and he loves being there. So it's a win-win. And by the time I'm done with school, I'm mentally ready to go pick him up. And then the rest of the night, it's us hanging out together. I'm not brushing him off for an assignment that I have due. Like it's our time again until it's time for him to go to bed, which has brought us a little bit closer to the routine that we had when I was working. Totally. I agree. I I think like, like we all feel guilty in that sense when we can't mentally, you know, be present for them and you feel guilty, just like, okay, fine. You can play an extra time of video game time than you normally would get. But it's like, what else are you going to do when you have work or schoolwork yourself that needs to be done? It's hard to figure out like the balance for sure. But I think, and I think now more than ever, like with these kids, like they need that interaction, you know, like especially at seven-year-olds and, and younger or even like 10 year old and younger, they need that interaction that they get at school. And we can only provide so much interaction when we're working too, or doing school too, you know, and that's, that's been, I think the biggest issue I've had is, is feeling guilty in the interaction part, part of it all. And like him not getting the socialness that he needs that he would get at school with teachers or the other kids, or just another adult figure, you know, in his life, instead of, me and Dave or bio mom and stepdad, you know, like, especially because like, they only listen to your parents so much, but like when it's a teacher or someone else, they'll respect and listen, no problem at all. But then when, right. you're, when you're the parent and the teacher and the coach and this and that, you know, like that's when it's like, it, it reaches a limit that neither one of you could figure out because let's be real. They only listen to us like 50% of the time. Right. So like the importance with this episode is just highlighting um, where you feel like you're coming short and what can we do about it? You know, Shay and I have both mentioned like feeling guilty throughout, you know, the last year essentially of needing our personal space, needing alone time, feeling like we're failing to provide the engagement for the boys that we should be on top of taking care of the household. Um taking care of our spouses <laughs> and taking care of ourselves, taking care of the boys, like everything in between. It's really easy to become like worn down from it and feel like we aren't doing enough when really like we're not the only ones who feel this way and we are doing enough. Um, so I think the importance of self-care here, I mentioned it before, but really taking that time for yourself and it doesn't have to be anything expensive. It doesn't have to be anything time consuming. Like for me going and taking a shower and like being alone for 30 minutes in complete silence, like that's enough for me most days. And I think it's important for everyone listening to like challenge yourself to that. Like what's something where you can you know, give yourself some self-care to be the best you can be for your family during these hard times and just know that you're not alone with it. Totally. And, and I think the biggest thing to remember is like, as, as much of a struggle it is at times, like we are all figuring this out for the first time together. Like none of us have ever been through anything like this before. So there is no rule book 
on what to do and how to handle the situation. There's, it's not like becoming a parent for the first time. And you talk to other friends that have, you know, been parents and getting advice from them, because let's be real, none, like no one's been through this. Like I said, there's no rule book. So we're all figuring this out day by day. And we're all adjusting to what works in our home life. Every home life is different. Some people can't do what Melissa and I are doing, or we can't do what other people are doing. So you got to figure out that balance of what works for you and your family and don't feel bad at all. Like, I know it's hard because we put the blame on us. And I think that's just like what we do as women in general is we always take the blame, but just remember we're all in this together. I know everyone says that in this cliche, but it's true. Like reach out to your girlfriends, vent through them. That always helps me when I text Melissa, when I'm about to like lose it and she does the same, you know, so that helps too. But like Melissa said, taking that shower for 30 minutes or just going for me, I like going in the backyard and just getting fresh air, like midday, if I need to at like one o'clock, I'm like, I need a 10 minute break and I'll just sit in my grass with my dog in the fresh air. Um, or how my can glass of talk- wine. Sorry. Can we talk about how important animals are? Like I know not everybody is an animal person, but I can be having like the most like difficult day, burnt out from everything. And I just look at my dogs and I'm like, oh, my puppies. They make it so much better. And just going out in the backyard with them. Like I do that too. I'll like go have my lunch out in the backyard with them while they like go run around and Animals make everything better. If you don't have one, now's the time to go get yourself one. (laughs) It's so true. Like yesterday I did a conference call in the backyard because I just needed to like escape my office, you know, and take that breathing time. And I typically tend to, and not only that, but it gets the dogs out there and interact with them and, you know, get them exhausted from chasing a ball, you know, for 20 minutes or whatever it is. But yeah, I think the, like Melissa said, the importance of this episode is just knowing that you're not alone. We're all struggling in the parental world of COVID or even, you know, relationship world of being with your spouse 24 seven when (laughs) you're not used to being with them 24 seven, but, um, just know you're not alone. And we hope this episode kind of helps you guys realize that too. Cause I know we're not alone. We got each other. And I know there's other people out there that feel the same way. Yes, definitely. And there's so many resources out there also. Um, I know people on social media, like really highlight, you know, the best parts of their lives and not everything is what we see. So if you're feeling, you know, down or anxious or depressed with, you know, just the way things are in the world right now, like get yourself some help. Like there's so many great resources out there and don't be afraid. Don't be shy. It's a hard time to Shay's point. There's no rule book for this and we all have to do what's best for ourselves. Totally. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you feel not alone in the COVID world. And one day our old normal will come back. Hopefully just got to be hopeful with it. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye everyone.